Welcome everybody to talk while I walk. So I've been really trying to keep up on doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday little pods for you guys. And um, I haven't really been distributing this, uh, just been recording and putting it up. And eventually I will put it out there. But um, I hope that you're enjoying these little little snippets of information. Today, I'm going to focus on why it's important to bring down your nervous system, specifically pertaining to restorative yoga. I've been uh, certified in many different types of yoga. I've been practicing about 19 years now. And I've come home to restorative yoga. And that is specifically what I teach and praise. Any type of yoga is good. Getting your body moving, getting yourself connected to the mat and your body, your mind, your heart. Very, very important. But the type of yoga that I'm talking specifically about is restorative and the elements are warm, quiet, dark, still, and safe. Those are the elements that are pretty much needed when, well, when I teach restorative yoga, those elements have to be in place because the opposite of the elements I just spoke of bring up the nervous system. So I'm talking about getting into the parasympathetic state of your nervous system. And that is your rest and digest state. Most of us are walking around in the sympathetic state, which is fight or flight. And that's needed. Uh, Don't get me wrong. We need to have this sympathetic nervous system in place, of course, because we got to get our work done. We got to, we got to, give our all in the gym. We got to save our kid if God forbid something happened and you got to grab them and whatever. That that nervous system has to be in place. But the problem is, is that we're in it most of the day because of the stresses of our world. And that is really sad. And as a nurse, I know that eventually when you're in that state, even that a low level of that state, It will catch up to you, physically, mentally, spiritually, eventually. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you cannot always be in that state. Even when you're sleeping, even when people go to bed and they're supposed to restore and regenerate and wake up feeling, yeah, I'm all refreshed. I got eight hours of sleep. When was the last time you felt really refreshed? When was the last time you slept through the night without getting up, tossing and turning? Did, when was the last time you woke up and you said, I feel really tired? Well, it happens a lot, a lot more than it should. And I'm going to talk about restorative yoga. A lot of people, when I tell them about it, they're like, oh, gun-ho, yeah, I know what kind of yoga that is. And the visualization that they get is a moving type of yoga. They're really not, 
they don't know about restorative yoga. It's been around forever, but um, what I'll do is I'll lead them over to my YouTube channel because I've done about, I think I have about four practices on there. And they're not the best quality. I did them in the middle beginning of COVID. Um, I'm not tech savvy. As you can see with these podcasts, I'm just speaking into the phone and putting it out there. It's not technical or anything like that, but I do my best. I just want to get you this information. So I tell them to go check out my YouTube channel. And inevitably, I really don't hear from back from them. <laughs> um, because it's actually one of the hardest practices you can, you can do. Because, again, the elements are warm, quiet, dark, still, and safe when I teach this yoga. And it's the art of doing nothing. Air quotes. Art of doing nothing. And it's the hardest practice because people are so used to doing. And I remember when I was getting certified in this yoga. And I just always want to keep up on my credits and keep doing. And I'm like, ah, let me try this. I remember being in this in this class and going, oh my God, I should be moving. I should be sweating. I've got to shop. I've got to go food shopping. I've got to clean the house. These were the thoughts going through my head when I was resting and restoring and being in the midst of this practice. So you get, it's all done on the floor. And when those elements are in place, you feel warm and cozy. And there's nowhere else but the nervous system is to go down. So that's the whole point. You want to restore, regenerate, and heal. So if you surrender to the practice and you let go, you're going to be able to receive the beauty of the practice. So the poses are done the way I teach. I do about four poses. They're done on the floor. It is very prop heavy. So you, you would have to gather props um, and you can do uh, substitutions, but it's well worth the investment to get the props together. And you get in these poses. They're, the whole point is to be very, very comfortable, like beyond comfortable. Like you get into the pose. I will help you. I help the um, student get in the pose, give them all the props they need to truly let go. Because if you're not fully comfortable, you're not going to be able to surrender and let go, right? So if, if something feels uncomfortable in that pose, you're going to be thinking of that spot that feels uncomfortable. So I want to make sure that you are able to let go and release. So in that pose, we stay in it for at least 10 minutes. And you close your eyes, you put an eye pillow on. Because even when your eyes are closed, it, they're, you're still stimulated. And one of the elements is quiet. So I don't really talk that much. And there's nothing to disturb the quiet. And thoughts are there for a reason. You know, they'll come in and they'll go out. And the point of the practice is what I'd like people to get to is that you're aware, but you don't care. In other words, you're aware of whatever's going on in the, in the outside of your practice, in your world, but you don't care. Like, say there was a car and, you, and it's honking or kids playing and screaming. They're there and you're aware, but you don't care. You get to that point of bliss. 
So you stay in the pose. I quietly get you out. We contemplate. And then we go into the next pose. And by the end of the practice, you're peeling away all these layers and surrendering. Do you ever hear of the issues in the tissues? You kind of let each thing go. So there's, there's tears in class a lot of times because you're letting go. Shavasana, the final resting pose, I stay in. I let my students stay in, or they stay in for 20 minutes, which sounds crazy. You're laying there very comfortable again, and 20 minutes goes by pretty fast. I've heard from students that, wow, didn't seem that long at all. Because by the time they get into Shavasana, which is the final resting pose, they call it the corpse pose, um, you are so relaxed that you are ready to receive that pose. And then by the end of the class, it's like filling up your gas tank. That's, that's what one student described it like. Every week they would come to the class and fill up their gas tank. And they're able to kind of, during this class, you become more mindful. So if you're not into meditation, like your traditional meditation, I guess, with sitting and all that, this can be a form of meditation. And when you're more mindful, you're more conscious of your decisions, right? So during the week, outside of the class, the students are very mindful. And as, as they come more and more, they become more, even better at being more mindful of the choices they're making outside of the class. So if you, you know, use this pod as information, I would hope that you, you can go to my YouTube channel on my link tray, which I will put in the notes and just check it out. What I tell people is just listen to it. Just put it on and get some ideas from it. You can go to anybody's restorative yoga. There's tons of it on YouTube and go to class. But I find that this practice really, really works to fire up the parasympathetic nervous system. And it's imperative that you guys are aware of doing that because we cannot be on the go, 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 go all the time even a low-level flame all the time. Gotta truly, truly, truly bring down that nervous system in order to... And you might find the more that you practice, your, your pain in your body goes away, your skin clears up, you feel more energetic. There's so many benefits to it. So I hope that this gives you some information And if you have any questions, you guys, just email me. I'm putting my email in the show notes if you want me to address anything else about this. And any ideas for the show, put it in the email. I have a course out, The Five Pillars of Lenora for Everlasting Health and Wellness, in my link tree. And you can buy that course if you want. If you have any questions about the course, you can ask also on my email. And, uh... I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful, blessed, and healthy day. Take care. Good morning, and welcome to Talk While I Walk. You're going to hear my feet on the ground. 
and this is the little podcast series of Talk While I Walk. I am Lenora. I'm an RN holistic health coach, and I'm the creator of the five pillars of Lenora for everlasting health and wellness. Um, I am a registered nurse. I am a Reiki master, personal trainer, nutritional counselor, and yoga teacher. I am also almost 58. I'll be 58 November 1st. I have five children, four boys, and a girl, ranging in age from 25 to 33, and I have almost three grand babies, three boys. The last one, the third one, I'm not going to say the last one, um, due in January. And I've been doing these little pods on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just to give you a little tidbit of information or my thoughts, and uh, you're more than welcome to... Uh, send me an idea or something you want me to address on my email, which is going to be in the show notes. And while you're there, take a look at my link tray at my course. Anyway, today's subject is about your thoughts and actions shaping your reality, manifestation boards, and the secret. They kind of all intertwine, but I thought it was an important uh, subject to address. Um, because I believe so wholeheartedly in the thoughts and actions shaping your reality. It's one of my tools in my tool belt that has changed my um, beliefs and the way I behave and my reactions to people, how I interact with people. If, you know, you can go and Google my name, and I've been on a ton of podcasts telling my story about my adversities and how I overcame them. And um, one of the tools was believing, really believing that my thoughts and actions shaped my reality. So I'm sure you've heard that before, but what if it was even a little bit true? So if you wake up and you say, oh man, I'm gonna have a really shitty day. Well, gosh darn it, you're really gonna have a shitty day. If you can believe and with all gusto, say, I'm going to have a really great day. Even if it may not seem real, even though it may not sound or, you know, that uh, real to yourself. Lack of better words, I can't really think right now. Um, the more you do it, the better it gets. Just like everything else. You know, forget about the whole 21 days to form a new habit. It actually takes probably more to 66 to 365 days, like a year, to develop a new habit. You got it. You got to give it time. And the more you believe, the more things start to come to fruition. And let's talk about manifestation boards. You know, I did the whole manifestation board. But the problem is people do a board, like a vision board, and they wait. They wait. Gee, why isn't this coming true? Why is it not happening? They don't take the steps to actually make these things happen. Same with the secret. I don't know if you guys know about the secret, the book. And I was one of those people who listened to the tape on in my car. I had a cassette or had the CD or whatever. And I remember one part and it was like, I thought about a check for, I don't know, it might have been a million dollars. 
and I went to the mailbox and there it was, the check. And people were giving bad um, reviews on the book because it was like, I never got that check in the mail. I never, you know, this, this is bull. This never, this stuff doesn't come true. The thing with all of the things that I'm talking about is that you have to put these things into action. You can't just wish for things or um, meditate on these things. You gotta actually go for it and work towards it. But the power of your thoughts and your beliefs are so, so potent. Everything is energy, everything is connected. So the, ma the manifestation board or the vision board that I did was, I'm gonna give an example. I put a picture of a nurse with a stethoscope on her neck. I put a log home. Um, I put yoga teacher. And gosh darn it, I worked damn hard to get those things. But I did. But I did. You know, when I look back and I think, wow, you know, I'm so proud of myself for working towards those things. But I saw those pictures and I saw them in my head. I saw myself graduating. I saw myself working with people with yoga, you know. I saw myself living in a log home with a fireplace in front of me. I love fireplaces. And it wasn't overnight. It took so many years. But I'm walking around the perimeter of my log home um, 20 years later. You know, I'm walking around on 17 acres and um, this is property that my husband and I take care of ourselves. I mow the lawns, we do, I log split, uh, we do the snow, we do everything. Um, but we love it because I'm finally home. You know, I feel most at home here. So, you know, you have to develop this positive mindset. You know, you have to develop it. If you were one of these people who just had a habit or negative and you don't ever, you don't even realize what you're saying, just like everything else, you can develop a habit of teaching yourself to be positive. So I think I spoke about this on maybe another podcast, but one of the things that I do to manifest is I'll talk into my phone on my walk and do gratefuls. So yeah, you do a grateful for the present. I'm grateful for the health and strength of my body. But then I'll do five of those, and then I'll do five as though they have already occurred. So it's part of the thoughts and action shaping your reality. And for instance, I'll say, I'm grateful for having all the money in the bank that I'll ever want or need for my lifetime. And nothing is out of the realm of possibility. You know, nothing. You got to teach yourself to say it with belief and gusto. Because your brain is going to be saying, bullshit, you know, but you got to overrule the small self and be positive. And, you know, you can write your affirmations. I am. I'm sure you've heard of that phrase. I am. Anything that goes after it is true. So you can write. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am worthy. And repeat, 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 repeat. You know, you get the picture. So thoughts and actions definitely do shape your reality. And you can do, you know, manifest, do vision boards. 
but know that you got to do the work to get to that point. And I don't know if you guys know The Secret. The Secret is a book. Young people might not know it, but um, it was wildly popular. I don't know how many years ago. It could have been 20 years ago, 15, 15 20 years ago, maybe. Um, you got to work towards the secret. <laughs> the secret is that you have to believe, but you got to work towards it. So start being conscious of your thoughts and your actions. Um, there's somebody named Dr. Amen who um, talks about ants. And um, the, it's the acronym, acronym for automatic negative thoughts. So he is a neurologist, I believe. And he says, you know, every time you have an automatic negative thought, you smush them out like you smush ants. They're ants. You just smush them out of your head, out of your, out of your thoughts. Um, so whenever those ants come, just get them out of your, your thoughts. So they're called automatic negative thoughts. How many times do you have them? So be aware and be conscious of your thoughts and actions because they definitely do shape your reality. So I hope this helps a little bit, at least to spark your interest. And um, it's my intention not to do real long podcasts. You know, I can go into detail about what I actually do. There are a couple things that I just told you, um, practices that I do to work on my positivity. And um, I hope they help a little bit. And listen, if you want to hear more about it and you want me to go more in detail, I definitely will. Just write it in an email, send it to me, put on the subject line ideas for podcast or just write something about the podcast and I will definitely get to it. So in the meantime, you guys have a wonderful, blessed and healthy day. Take care.